Welcome to Easy Money. I'm Jill, the money coach. I know what it's like to push through, to white knuckle it, to put in the time and get no results. I know what it's like to wonder what's the right way and to constantly worry about doing it all wrong. I've learned a whole lot from doing things the hard way. That's why I help coaches go from doing everything the hard way to making money easy. You want to create your dream life and dream business that's all about being free to do what you want, spend what you want, and build the future you want and do it all with ease? In this podcast, I bring you simple strategies for success for your business that make money easy. So it's time for easy money. Are you ready? Well then, let's go! Welcome back to Easy Money. I'm Jill Wright, and I am so glad you're here. And you're going to be so glad that you listened in on this next guest. Oh, I absolutely love this because she's a financial coach. And so I don't very often have other money coaches or financial coaches on Easy Money Podcast. And I think I just need to have more of them on because I love having, bringing to you different perspectives about how people think about money, um, how they came to be in the place around money that they are. And I think it's so helpful to have those different perspectives um, because everybody's going to resonate a little bit differently with different people and different backgrounds and different journeys with regard to money. So Liz Carroll is my guest today, and she's a lifelong student and teacher of making mindful money moves. Originally, she believed she was bad with money. Liz did the hard work to rewrite her own money story, and now Liz focuses on making heart-centered financial decisions through awareness of thoughts, feelings, and actions. And that's what I talk so much about and teach my clients about is being more mindful with money. So that focus allowed Liz and her husband of 32 years, Dan, to build a debt-free multi-million dollar real estate portfolio as a side hustle while working full-time and raising two children, allowing them both to retire early from their corporate IT sales careers. Liz helps other women experience calm confidence with their finances by unpacking and shifting their own money stories. She has the unique ability to shed light into darkness around money, making complex personal finance issues very simple. She's a teacher at heart. She is the creator of the Mindful Money Method, a financial wellness course and coaching program that offers a new way of thinking about money. Liz is also a certified financial coach from Ramsey Solutions, a certified life coach from the Life Coach School, and a 200 RYT yoga and meditational instructor from uh, Porna. Uh, yoga college. She and Dan live on the Oregon coast. Their adult children visit there regularly. So enjoy this conversation I had recently with Liz. You are going to love her. She's such a delight. 
Well, I am so happy to have you on Easy Money Podcast, Liz. This has been, this is going to be an amazing conversation because I know every time we have had a conversation, it has been fantastic. And I just love your heart for the people that you work with and your passion for helping them get straight with their money and increase their mindset around money. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. I'm thrilled to be here. And I agree. We have a great time talking to each other every time we talk. So yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'd love for people to uh, hear more about your journey because you said, and I have such a hard time believing this, but I, I do trust you're telling me the truth that, <laughs> that you at any point thought you were bad with money. <laughs> I totally did. I had heard that all growing up that my sister was the one that was good with money and I was the one that had good handwriting. So, <laughs> you know, the the labeling that went on among uh, uh, siblings, but I didn't, I was told I wasn't good with money. And I, of course, believing that I wasn't good with, you know, I really, my actions probably yeah. weren't good with money. I would go out and spend too much on a credit card. I remember being at the limited when I was in college and the, the woman at the register literally cut my credit card in half at the register. I'm like, this is the kind of thing that has happened to me in my life. Now, of course that would never, ever happen now, but, um, but I wasn't good with money. I was bad with money. And I kept kind of self-harming myself with money because I wasn't learning that I, that I could be good with money. What did that look like self-harming with money? Well, I think it was that I would, I wasn't really um, going into overdraft all the time, but I was definitely using the credit card and then not being able to make the payments at the, you know, the, to pay it off, I would just pay the minimum and it would self-harming with interest, you know, paying interest that okay. was unnecessary, self-harming with the, the shame I was giving myself, the guilt I was feeling because I wasn't good with money. Mm. And also, you know, if you look at it, you know, interest paid is a penalty, interest earned is a reward. We've heard that saying before. And I just really wasn't seeing the benefits in my, on my side of compound interest. I was mm. letting the banks have that benefit. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you were, and then that, that was perpetuating probably. I mean, I know that I kind of went through the same cycle. So I speak from experience. Um, yeah. When you feel that shame and guilt, it just, just perpetuates that cycle. It's like, yeah. oh, well now I have to feel better. <laughs> I'll go out and buy a cute outfit and that will make me feel better for until I've worn it once. <laughs> exactly. But that's what my mom would come in, you know, she rescued me once and paid off my credit cards. And then when I got engaged, my husband or my boyfriend at that time, husband now, um, you know, he's like, I'm paying off your cards and so that we can start fresh. And it's just like humiliating also. Mm -hmm. it was, this is yeah. a long time ago, right? I'm 55 now. So this was ages ago. And then I, then I just went, okay, I don't, I don't, where do I see this going? I don't want to be the one perceived as irresponsible or, or labeled like that woman. Does that, you know, like, I don't yeah. want to be that woman that's not good with money or that woman that just continually beats herself up, um, how she's using money. And also 
I didn't want to be that woman that didn't think I could make more money either. So Mm. I decided I was going to learn about finances. And it was actually a coworker of mine at work. I was working at AT AT&T at the time. And she shared a book with me, um, Financial Peace by Dave Ramsey. Mm. I devoured the book. And then I decided I'm making a plan. And I know that's a little odd. I was 30 at the time, but I wrote out a 20 year plan. And then I had my husband read the book and he was in on the, on the plan. So we, we executed it together and finished it early and, and the rest is history. Oh, wow. So where did, uh, you skipped a lot of the parts that I want to, I want to talk about. (laughs) So um, let's, let's, I mean, that's what I usually uh, ask people for is like a highlight reel, which is exactly what you gave us. But I want to dig in a little bit more um, because I think a lot of people have trouble or a lot of my audience have trouble envisioning what it looks like. So let's let's dive into that plan and and sort of talk about where because you you're big into real estate investing now and you have built this like multi-million dollar portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from this person that spent too much on credit cards and was making the minimum payment. So I, I really want to dive into and unpack like that piece of it. Like, how did you get from there to there? <laughs> well, there were lots of pieces, I will tell you. It didn't happen overnight for sure. But I think uh, one of the things is that I had to, I realized I was a marketing manager for a lumber company, wholesale lumber company. And it was a, uh, you know, I was one of the only women in management there. And I realized that was not going to get me where I wanted to go financially. So I then moved over into sales. I had always said, I'm not a salesperson. You know, that's not what I'm going to do. But then I did. And that was part of the, the, I think the trigger that was like, or the solution is that I need to make more money and I need to be the one responsible for driving how much money I can make. And so in with sales, uh, you, you know, unless you have a capped commission plan, you can make really good money. And so I moved into tech sales and that was in 1994. And so that's where the trajectory changed for me is that I started making, I started believing I could be the woman who could make more money. And my mother had given me this horrible advice, (laughs) which I love my mother, God rest her soul. She's amazing. And she was a complete glass ceiling breaker. So my mom was a total badass, but she had told me, um, don't make more money than your husband because it'll upset the relationship, Mm. which was not good advice for a woman that's ambitious and wants to do well. That was probably realistic at that time though. Yeah. Yeah. In 19, probably what's true. (laughs) 1994. She's like, yeah, don't, don't do that. And and I understand she was from her own experience. She, it was her fear speaking to, to me. Does that? Yeah. 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 Um, but so I, so I didn't in a lot of ways, I would be, and I maybe put a regulator on what I was going to do. And we had little kids and, you know, as a working mother, there's so many things that take into account. And anyway, 
I, then I decided, you know what, I don't think that's very good advice anymore. And <laughs> that's, then I just started making more sales. Like, that, that advice doesn't serve me. <laughs> it does not serve me at all. And this was and before this, coaching, right? <laughs> yeah. This was way before coaching. I mean, maybe Figure it out been, yourself. <laughs> I was listening to Louise Hay tapes in my car, maybe, but you know, the first coach, I guess, but, um, I was, so what happened is that my husband was, he also had, was a great earner, but he's an amazing investor. So we then started getting into real estate. That's how, so I was earning great money. We were transferring that money into real estate. Okay. All how, right. That's how I hope that filled in your gaps there. Is yeah. That. Yeah. So you took advantage of the resources that you had available to you and, um, so I want to back up again. <laughs> and <laughs> how did you go from being I'm not good at sales to then changing your trajectory using sales? I think that it was a lot of uh, mindset there. It's like, no, I am I am good at building relationships. I'm highly organized. I could believe those easily. And then um from there the sales just followed, you know, the okay. being organized and you know, follow up all the things that a lot of people take for granted um, or don't do. It's really what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I will say that part of it is that my husband and I figured out the the math part. Like if, if you make money and then you invest that money and then that money makes more money for you, that's, you know, we were really good at living below our means. I think that's the other part that maybe I didn't say of the story. So we didn't okay. let the um, lifestyle creep take over for us. Mm. Um, so we continually lived below our means. And that was partly because I had read that the Dave Ramsey book. Dave so. Ramsey book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you learned that through that book, right? I think the, the one of the biggest messages in that book is no, not everybody lives above their means. And if you're one of those people, you're going to live an even bigger life because you create more possibilities for yourself is I think essentially um, captures that message of that book, which I think is so good. And the other thread that I notice as you're telling me your story is you had a mindset and maybe this comes from your badass mom, the glass ceiling breaker. I mean, I think maybe that's where it comes from a mindset of what can I do? So you weren't intimidated by circumstances and circumstances being in some cases thoughts, right? I'm not good at sales. I'm bad at money, right? Those became circumstances for you. And you basically said, okay, well, if that's the circumstance, what can I do? Like, how can I get around that? And then you went to find things that would help you do that, being highly organized, being relational. And so I think that's such an important message for anybody listening who feels like they can't do money or they can't learn about money or people who are intimidated or afraid of money uh, or in investing and whatever other money um, avenues those topics those are is to notice, um, you know, what you do have that you can then leverage in that area of your life, in the financial area of your life, because there are already things that everybody listening has been successful at 
there is nobody listening that hasn't been successful at something, whether it's being a mom or um, being a good friend or being a good volunteer at church or being good at their job. Um, There is something that you've been successful at and you can leverage those things that make you successful in that area to your finances. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the other part is it's not really that hard. Does that make sense? Like once you, once you get over the avoidance of it, it's like, Money is not that hard. Yeah, fact, yeah. It's easy money. That's the name yeah. of your Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> where, that's why I was like, how did I miss this this obvious title for so long? Because money does not have to be hard. It it, it really is pretty simple to pick up and learn the, the things that you really, truly need to be good at money. Those things are pretty simple. I mean, it really is as simple as two plus two equals four. Yes, um, so. it is. It's, and we don't do in anything that we, you know, I teach, we don't do anything over fifth grade math. And once I, <laughs> once, once I went to that, like, okay, wait a second, I can do fifth grade math. And everything, what was more important for me was holding the vision of who I wanted to become, mm. you know, looking back, is this the right decision for my overall plan? And that was the difference for me is having a plan that I was executing so that Mm -hmm. I just stayed organized on the plan. What's the next thing that we can do to move the needle on the plan? Yeah. So, so that's simple too, right? Develop a plan, execute the plan. So, um, and you actually help people do that in your coaching. And so mm-hmm. talk a little bit about, um, you have the, um, I don't want to get the mindful money method, right? which is such a good name. <laughs> <laughs> I developed, uh, the mindful money method using, you know, there's a series of there's math and there's mindset work, but it's all coming from the soul. So mm-hmm. I am a registered certified financial coach. And I am a life coach, as you know, and I'm also a yoga meditation teacher. So I layer all of that, oh, the yoga, uh, the soul work over the top of the math and the mindset. And so wow. that's how the method came about. It's, it's math, you know, math, mindset, and soul. It's using awareness, which is mindfulness or awareness, clarity, and vision. I really lean into that vision because that's what helped me so much to execute Mm-hmm. And then it's about cleaning up the past. So we have to release a lot of the, sometimes there's debt involved Debt keeps us stuck in the past. So we work on releasing the past. We get really present with our money and then we make a plan for the future. And that's, that is the mindful money method. It's, um, it's also balanced on the motivational triad, because as mm. soon as someone starts down this path, of making their financial freedom and relief plan, which is what I call it, the freedom and relief plan. And it's freedom from worry and, uh, you know, relief by having a plan really. Um, Once it's all balanced on the, as soon as we start down that path for the freedom and relief plan, our mind is gonna tell us, no, this is too hard. You don't really wanna do this. This is, you know, let's avoid it again. And let's just go out and go shopping. So we, we really, we address that motivational 
triad about where it's going to, our mind is going to want us to not do the work, but we're going to override it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I loved um, what you had talked about uh, in your, your bio, the, the thing that caught my eye was the holistic approach to money. Um, I love that. I absolutely love that because, you know, we want to put, I think most people that have um, issues with money or feel like this is too hard or this is too painful or I'm just not good at this, um, like to compartmentalize their finances and just like tuck it away in a little box where they don't have to look at it. And so the, I love the holistic approach because yes, we can be whole and be um, whole with our money as well. And I, I love that idea um, or that approach that you have to financial wellness. Um, so how, how did that come about? Well, I wanted a program. I designed my program specifically for women, by the way. So mm-hmm. my program is specific to women and I wanted an approach that felt calm and effective. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something that felt like we weren't being talked down to. It's very much a learning opportunity. I think of it as more love, less worry. Ooh, we, I love that. Know, <laughs> yeah, it's like more love, less worry. Let's find more harmony in our relationships around money, whether it's with a partner or parents or children and or employers. That's the other thing that comes up quite a bit in my coaching. Since I did have a long corporate career, um, you know, I, I do help a lot of my women with working with their management and making sure they're being paid for what they're worth. But mm. that finding that more love, more harmony, it doesn't have to be stressful, hard. It doesn't it doesn't have to be the thorn. Does that make a lot of times yeah. it's the thorn in a relationship? And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Money's yeah. money can be easy. Yeah. Money can be easy. Um, I think most things, I think everything can be easy. And if you figure out how to make money easy, then you can start to apply that to all those other areas of your life. So I love, I love when people actually start with money and then they learn, oh my gosh, if this thing that I thought was so hard can be so easy, then what else in my life that I think is hard can be easy. Oh, well, you've probably seen this yourself, Jill. That happens all the time. I have women that I start working with on their money and they lose 80 pounds or, you know, I mean, it's like the things that happen that they mend relationships that they've had broken for a long time. I mean, there's so much that comes out of it. Once we get that, that, that calm confidence around money, uh, we can be confident in other areas as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so I know, um, that you have a course coming up when we're recording this, um, you have a course that's getting ready to start in a few weeks. Of course, when this actually releases, it will have already started. So, um, unfortunately, uh, they won't be able to get into that round, but you have lots of opportunities and ways to work with you. So, um, tell, tell everybody more about how they can learn more about this approach, this mindful money method. 
Yeah, you know, you can do the can do the mindful money method at any time. It's available on a DIY. Uh, you know, it's an online course, but I like to teach it live. And so that's what you're talking about is I do teach it live um, a few times a year. And so then the students can join me on Zoom every week and go through the it's in a little extra level of accountability. Um, so that is the next one after the October is coming up on January 10th will be the next live class. But the mindful money method can be done at any time. I do have a, um, some clients want to do one-on-one, -on -one, not in a group setting or on their own. They want to have a one-on-one -on -one experience and those are available. There's a wait list for those, but those are available as well. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Any last words for people as we wrap up this amazing conversation? Well, I think one of the things that I want to really point out is like really focus on the values and desires that you have around money. Like, what do you want? One of the things that drove me that I really wanted to do was I wanted to start a scholarship in my name. Like mm. I felt so strongly about helping educate other women. And I know that there's a lot of people that, you know, scholarships are how they get to get through university. And I just wanted to be one of those women that was, I had this vision. I wanted to be one of those women in like a St. John knit suit. And it was writing big checks for people to go to college. And, you know, that has been a vision I held in building wealth because I think I focus on legacy wealth with my clients and this last January, I actually started my scholarship. So oh, I cannot tell you, I'm not wearing St. John. You know, I'm not wearing St. John. I'm probably in something from TJ Maxx, but it doesn't matter. So that's amazing. That that is such a great uh, opportunity and such a great message to have a good reason that you feel so strongly about that you're not going to ever give up or, you know, um, let go of that vision. Yeah, I think that helped me. And I, you know, I just want to encourage other people to create what, what, who is the woman that they're becoming. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I have thoroughly enjoyed it and we need to do this more often. So, well, I, I, I feel like there's a million other things that we could talk about if we had time, but obviously we can't do this all in one episode. So I want to do more with you. <laughs> I would love it anytime, Jill, because money is easy. And I love the name of your podcast, Easy Money. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Liv. Thank you. Bye. Love what you heard today? There's more where that came from. Just head on over to jillthemoneycoach.com and get your free and simple financial freedom guide. Stop worrying about money. Stop trying to manage your time. Instead, create ease and freedom in your business. It's the first step to making money easier. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. See you then.